Thank you for tuning in to the Hospital Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Gil Parad. Today's topic is Factor V Leiden and Activated Protein C Resistance. This will be the first of a two-part series. Around 1608, a group of separatists left England to try and seek religious freedoms. They first went to a city located along the Old Rhine River, about 20 miles from The Hague in the Netherlands, and that city was, and is, still named Leiden. A dozen years later, in 1620, those separatists would sail to America on a ship called the Mayflower and became forever known as the Pilgrims. Now, this next part is not confirmed, but I've heard rumors they really enjoyed certain genres of music like the Turkey Trot and Plymouth Rock and loved sports like squash. And since about 5% of Caucasians have Factor V Leiden, maybe, just maybe, about 1 in 20 of those pilgrims were carrying the mutation to America with them. And I wish the story I'm about to share with you was as simple and fun to understand as that. But as you already know, hereditary abnormalities in the coagulation system are complex, and I'm going to try really hard to simplify today's topic. Let's start with the basics. What is factor V? It is a protein that circulates in the plasma that helps with coagulation. In the rare case when a person doesn't make factor V, they will have a mild hemophilia. In fact, that is how factor V was discovered in a lady having too many nosebleeds and excessive menstrual blood loss. And it was discovered she was missing this blood factor for coagulation that we now call factor V. Skipping ahead many years later to May of 1994, the journal called Nature published an article authored by investigators from the city of Leiden who showed that mutation in blood coagulation factor V is associated with resistance to activated protein C. And what is the job of activated protein C? Activated protein C proteolytically inactivates factor V and factor VIII. So its job is to inhibit clotting and help regulate the hemostatic system. When you start clotting, which is obviously an essential function in bleeding situations, you have to stop the clotting process at some point because too much clotting is as bad as too much bleeding. Therefore, protein C downregulates the coagulation going on in the body. If you don't have protein C, Wow, got some thunder there. If you don't have protein C, which we also see as physicians and call that problem protein C deficiency, you are missing a natural anticoagulant and will be prone to blood clots in veins. Now, as mentioned, activated protein C inactivates factor V. And it does that by making three cleavages meaning it destroys factor V protein at three different spots. One of those spots it does that is at the 506th amino acid position in the factor V protein. At that spot, an arginine exists in normal factor V. Let's say that arginine didn't exist at the 506th position and the amino acid 
glutamine was instead at the 506 position when activated protein C comes to destroy it, you would have the factor V Leiden mutation. Restating this essential point, activated protein C can't effectively destroy the factor V protein when glutamine is substituted for arginine at the 506 position. That is why factor V Leiden is also referred to by many as the factor V 506 mutation or factor V 506 mutation. Well, how do you get this factor V Leiden mutation anyway? Blame mom or dad. It has an autosomal dominant inheritance. While I strongly agree with the author and chemist Orlando Batista that the best inheritance a parent can give his children is a few minutes of his time each day, it also helps to pass on some good genetics, but I suppose that's a bit more out of our control at this moment in history, if that seems likely to change in the future. You only need to get the gene from one parent to have heterozygosity for factor V, Leiden. And this heterozygote state accounts for the overwhelming majority of the population that has the gene. In that case of heterozygosity, you have both normal factor V in your plasma, and also you will have the mutated factor V Leiden, and therefore you have some increased risk for venous thrombosis. However, if you should lose the genetic lottery and be unlucky enough that both parents gave you the factor V Leiden genes, then you have homozygosity and won't have any normal factor V. And in that situation, your risk for venous thromboembolism is much higher than heterozygotes. And, of course, much higher than the general population that doesn't have any factor V Leiden genes. And therefore, you need to ask your patients if they tell you that they have factor V Leiden, whether they are a heterozygote or a homozygote. Or likewise, if you're doing the test, pay a lot of attention to whether they are a heterozygote or homozygote on the results. Now, here is part of the bummer with the factor V genetic defect. For reasons I can't tell you, those folks often do have a combined inherited thrombophilic defect, meaning, unfortunately, that the incidence of factor V Leiden is higher in those who already have another genetic risk factor for thrombosis. So if you have deficiencies in protein C or a protein S deficiency or deficiency in antithrombin, your risk for also having factor V Leiden increases. Life is unfair in so many ways. Reminds me of Conrad Adenauer, a former German chancellor who said, in view of the fact that God limited the intelligence of man, it seems unfair that he did not also limit his stupidity. Well, if you are a believer in God, Perhaps it's reasonable to say his distribution of bad genes isn't always limited or equally distributed. But personally, I don't blame God for that or give him credit for the good things either, but that's just me. So what are the other clinical manifestations of factor V Leiden? Already mentioned is deep vein thrombosis that can in turn cause a pulmonary embolism, but any vein is at risk. Cerebral vein thrombosis is a risk, particularly for pregnant and postpartum women and those taking birth control pills who do 
carry factor five Leiden. Unexplained recurrent pregnancy loss may indeed at times be caused by factor five Leiden. A study looking at recurrent miscarriages published in the June 15, 1998 Annals of Internal Medicine found an association and the authors noted that, and I'm quoting, the cause of recurrent pregnancy loss is in most cases unknown although hypercoagulability and placental infarction have been proposed as etiologic factors. So to me, it does indeed seem logical thrombosis of placental vessels results in pregnancy loss, but as an internal medicine hospitalist, I rarely deal with miscarriage beyond sometimes getting asked about anticoagulation regimens in certain thrombophilias that have resulted in pregnancy loss. A question that sometimes arises is whether or not factor V Leiden increases arterial clot risk such as stroke or myocardial infarction. The answer is that it probably is not a big risk factor, or at least the data we have is not showing a strong association yet, but it may be a mild contributing factor when combined with other risks for stroke and heart attacks. Testing the large populations that have heart attacks and strokes seems like a big waste of money since I don't think it will change the management of those populations at this moment in time. In part two of my discussion about Factor V Leiden, I will come back and talk about how to handle the test results of Factor V Leiden, both in the population that has had a clot and perhaps in family members that have not had a clot that got tested. Perhaps it's something you see on a patient's problem list when you admit them to the hospital and take a past medical history, and they may not be there for clotting issues, but you still have to take it into consideration of how you are going to treat that patient. And until then, this is Dr. Gil Parat signing off.